Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a bunch of random nonsense that you hear in your ears because your nose doesn't work like that. I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we'll discuss another chapter in the saga of Jason versus evil insurance companies. We'll also hear about the most exciting event in KJ's week. And she'll play Stat Girl as we do an actual correction. Next, the pronunciation game continues. One of us absolutely crushes the other in our quiz segment, and we unveil more real thoughts. Then later, we'll find out if we have a guest as we play Do We Have a Guest? Because how else do you think we'd figure it out? And our resident fantasy football expert, Robert Byrd, joins us to review the week's highlights, or lowlights, of our Raju's Rejects Fantasy Football League. We'll wrap it all up with our recommendations, feedback, and of course, more Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Because speaking of, oh, not yet, okay, sorry. Do it now? Uh, do I go or not? I don't understand that hand signal. Oh, go, okay. Because speak. In a week, week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happen. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Well, speaking of things that happened, this week was very exciting in KJ's household. Oh. Yeah, because we got a dishwasher. Oh, cool. And I haven't had a dishwasher. Uh, probably since 2007, 2008. And I had sort of a mini meltdown this summer when we had a bunch of people over and there was tons of dishes. And I was washing them and I'm like, that's it. I'm done with this. It's time for a dishwasher. And, uh, it was quickly decided that yes, we, we want a dishwasher. And a friend of ours came over and, well, a couple of weeks ago, my stepdad was here and he helped us tear up a part of our uh, cabinets to, oh, yeah, to fit to make the, space. Yeah, to make space. So he helped us tear that out. And then um, this weekend, our friend came over and installed the dishwasher for us. And cool. we've had two runs on it and no leakage. Everything's clean. Um, so hopefully I will not have to come back on here and say anything negative about the dishwasher. Because right now I'm on cloud nine here, not <laughs> washing dishes. Stay tuned next week for dishwasher update. Yes. Big, big <laughs> week. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and you know what? We got a tweet from Jen Babs Sports Chick. Mm-hmm. And she's a big Baltimore Orioles fan. So she said, ha ha, Ben McDonald, Orioles radio announcer, just said the O's need an insurance run, which, nice. which made me giggle. But speaking of insurance, the people want to know, is there an update on your insurance? No, first off, I'm, I'm glad to hear that I've been vindicated with my pronunciation of insurance, the yes. proper way to do it, by an audio media professional. Absolutely. The rest of us have all been wrong. Well, I just assumed that in the first place. <laughs> Pretty good <laughs> assumption, at least on my part. <laughs> Usually for me, too. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say on the insurance. Uh, the car insurance, nothing has changed. Same, 
Nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing has happened. Um, I did get some more ID cards from the health insurance. Oh, because what's a day without new ID cards in the mail? Yeah. What's a week without a new, a new insurance ID card? Yeah, yes. Pretty much. There was one sort of good thing that happened. Um, I got a check from my health insurance randomly okay. out of nowhere for $66.35. Nice. You would think so. And yeah, that's it's great to get money from them. But the situation is, uh, I don't know what it's for. <laughs> it had no information on there that said this is what this is about or any kind of indication of anything to do with anything. And I'm looking at it going, okay, what are these dates on this? And it has some dates of like dates of service. Sure. You know? yep. And I'm like, we didn't have any claims during those dates. Uh, we didn't have any doctor visits. None of it corresponded to anything that we're doing. So oh, I, gosh. So this I is probably, no this is, uh, here, take this payment and stop ripping on us on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, they're trying to pay me off. <laughs> exactly. Etna, if you're gonna if you're trying to do that, you need to do it for more than sixty six dollars and thirty five cents. It's gonna take way more than sixty six dollars and thirty five cents. The the thing is though, it's it's frustrating to me. I'm I'm not complaining about they sent me money, but then again, I am because it's frustrating to me that it wasn't communicated better customer service wise. What in the world this is for? What is going on with this? Where is this coming from? What what I I don't even know what this is about. Yeah. I don't know if they even know what it's about. I feel like if I called them to say, hey, what's this about? They might not even know what I'm talking about. Oh, no, they won't. I, they'll look it up and they'll, oh, just a moment, sir. I'll check on that for you. Yeah. Uh, and they won't have any more information than I have. No. About it. Sadly, I, I can attest that you're not the only one that has had also, this. You've gotten checks like this before randomly. Oh, yeah. Random checks. And again, you call in and say, what's this for? And they don't, you know, they finally eventually figure it out. But it's some convoluted thing where they're paying 80% of this. And I I still never figured it out. I just said, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks for the money. You know. It just, it just leads me to think that if they're paying me this random sum of money for whatever reason that they can't even specify in the document that they sent me the check with. How many times are they ripping me off on other things when they should be paying or overcharging me for premiums and all that kind of stuff? It just seems yeah. poorly run. Poor, it seems poorly administrated in all areas and all facets. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I think that you're, you're absolutely correct. It's poorly run in all facets. Yeah. So did you have anything else happen this week? Um, I didn't, but I have a correction to make. Last, oh, wait a minute. A correction? I have to make a correction. And I know we don't usually make corrections. But this one, I think I think this bears correcting. Okay. I can roll with that. Um, I was about last week's triathlon, or quasi-triathlon, as I referred to it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I spoke about Karen, our MVP, asking us to join her team. Well, it was actually the other way around, which makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> we asked her, does she want to leave her triumphant uh, individual uh, conquests and come to the losing team? <laughs> and she agreed. So I just felt like I needed to. She was not the one that pointed this out, but was one of our other teammates. They're like, um, yeah, she she didn't ask us. We asked her. Oh, nice. <laughs> so uh, sorry about that. 
But that was the correction I wanted to make. Well, and you have, you, like you said, you have given her multiple reason, multiple yes. outs and multiple chances to escape. And it's, it's just comes down to, uh, it seems like you guys uh, play well together. Yes. And we have a lot of fun. Um, that's important. That's, that's the most important thing in these kind of things anyway. Absolutely. And then speaking of corrections, going back to a recommendation we made about, or I made about uh, shaking the pop bottle and keeping the pop uh, carbonated and not going mm-hmm. flat. And then I rescinded that recommendation. And my aunt, aunt wrote me and said, I just can't understand why that doesn't work. So I was missing a step. You need to shake it up until the bottle gets really hard. So hmm. screw the cap tightly and then shake it up till the bottle gets hard. So that was the correction I made. I did try that and it still, you know, didn't pass muster. It was kind of better, but not much. And so I think it it just reiterates my snobbery and not that you gave me anything that doesn't work, Auntie. <laughs> I, I will say in all in full disclosure that you told me this last week about shaking it up until the bottle got hard again and I tried it again and totally didn't work for me. But then again, like you just said, I'm the opposite of the person that should, you know, probably be testing this because I am very particular as we've covered, you know, many, many times about Cokes and stuff like that. Yes, you are. So if if, if people want to try that again, shake it yeah. till the bottle gets hard. And then put it back in the fridge. See if that works for you. It didn't work for me. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) But it's because of our snobbery. Totally. And uh, speaking of Coke, uh, I did not do the taste test this week. So I will be doing that. Okay. No, I didn't have a chance this week. Just couldn't bring myself to buy those Pepsi, Diet Pepsi products. So um, I'm going to try to get, you know, get that done in the next week. Hopefully by next episode, I'll have some sort of taste test. Um, I mean, you can just go ahead and mark me down for getting five out of five. And, <laughs> and why don't you know. we do that? Yeah, sure. The, the, you know, who cares about the details? Yes. <laughs> so let's just say I got them all. Okay. <laughs> I am going to do it, though. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to those actual results. We hope you've enjoyed our Week in Review. Next up... More nonsense as we discuss word pronunciations and wonder what dear kangaroos have in common in our That's What She Said segment. Really? That's what she said? That's what we're calling it? Seriously? You know, last week we uh, talked about some words like how do you say, what do you say, how did how do we pronounce stuff differently? Mm-hmm. And I told about my Australian neighbors who say intestines. Yes. We're going to get into a few more of those here in a minute, but it reminded me of this week. I was out uh, at the bus stop with my kids uh, waiting for them to go to school, and the Australian neighbor, her husband, uh, was there, um, and he was talking about she had been on a trip uh, back to visit some relatives in Australia, and as he's telling this story about how, yeah, she's coming back. She's been there for a couple of weeks. Uh, My son, who's 10, says, did she see any kangaroos while she was there? (laughs) Which is you have to understand he's being serious he's he's asking a genuine question yeah but it just came across like haha everybody in australia has a pet kangaroo or something like <laughs> right. that you know making fun and the guy got this funny look on his face and he's like um no they're not like you know you see them all the time they're kind of like deer where you know they're kind of around but 
you know, you don't see them all the time, which also, again, made me start laughing because when he said deer, I, it just reminded me of the Tony's deer story and all that stuff and how we talked about deer repelling a few yes. weeks ago. So I'm laughing at this guy talking about his wife visiting Australia. So once again, now both of these people probably think I'm insane. <laughs> but anyway. So he he seemed literally... Or he seemed utterly taken aback by your son asking that question, a 10-year-old. That's, I think that's pretty, if you, if you don't have any type of knowledge and you, you only think of Australia as kangaroo, that's a pretty innocent question for a 10-year-old. Oh, it was totally innocent, but I think it just caught him off guard. Yeah. I don't think he thought anything bad about it. It caught him off guard. And it, it probably another thing that caught him off guard is I just busted out laughing <laughs> when my son said, did she see any kangaroos? And I'm just cracking up and he's probably going, what is wrong with you? American people. Yep. Well, that could be. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you, <laughs> a lot of times in America, I look at it, my American people, I'm from America. <laughs> I live here. And I often say, what is wrong with you American people? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did we, did we have any other uh, new words that we want to talk about this week? Oh, definitely. So, um, how about the word I-N-T-E-R- E-S-T-I-N-G. Interesting. Is that how you say it? Oh, is that the word? I was just saying that's interesting. (laughs) Yes, that's how I say it. Okay, so I have heard you say interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. (laughs) I could probably go, uh, yeah, I've said that both ways, yeah. Um, And someone... How do you say it? I say interesting. Okay. But I've also heard people say, interesting, hmm. so that the, and you, this might be where, you know, you're orically challenged because you, you, you say you can't hear the differences, but putting the stress on the resting, Inter- oh, so interesting, rest. interesting, yes, like it's two words, like inter, I-N-T-E-R and resting, yes, interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I say I interesting. You could probably give me a paragraph of like, just like, that's an actual paragraph that's written out with that word in there several times. Yes. And depending on the context of what comes before and after it, I might say it different ways every time. But I think if, if I'm just reading that word, I'm just going to say interesting. Yeah. So you just said it differently than you said it previously. <laughs> Are you serious? I am serious. See, th- okay. isn't this whole thing interesting or interesting? <laughs> That word is really interesting. Yeah. Yes. So I got one. I got another one. Okay. Um, U-R-A-N-U-S. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> um, I think you know that I would say Uranus. I, I do know that. In fact, you've written a jingle about it. And, and even I would, if I'm singing it, I'm singing Uranus. Yes. And I, I also say Uranus. But apparently, I was listening to the Sequiza podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the contestants on the show said Uranus, and hmm. she made it sound like that's the way we're supposed to say it. That's the real I've, pronunciation is Uranus. I have heard that before, yes. But that's just wrong. When you've got that, oh, yeah. it's like a fastball down the plate. You have yes. to say Uranus. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay. I think I think Uranus is people who want to be serious about, you know cosmology want to say it's Uranus because we cannot have any jokes about right. our solar system. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that's it, but come on people, Uranus. Yeah, it's Uranus. <laughs> How about you? Do you have any words? Um 
one that I've always, that I've heard many times, and I think I know how you're going to say this, but it's A-P-P-L-I-C-A-B-L-E. Applicable. See, I say applicable. Yeah, I've said both of them. I think that's a very, very common one. But the I remember the first time I heard applicable, I was like, what did you say? Yeah. This was, you know, 30 years ago. Uh-huh. But as a you know young kid, I was like, what? What did you say? So it's, I still hear that one both ways very commonly. But have you heard anybody say applicable? No, that I have not heard. Me, have you? N- no, me either. No, that would be <laughs> insanity. Come on. It would be insanity. <laughs> you have any more? Uh, yeah, C-O-U-P-O-N. Coupon. Coupon. Yes, but I have heard coupon. I've heard, let's see if I can say it like I've heard people say it. I've heard coupon. Oh, really? Coupon. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. I haven't Cupin. heard that. I've heard that from people in the South, actually, which you would think that's more of a, not being from the Midwest, it sounds like a Midwestern or like a Minnesota-type accent to say, Cupin. Cupin? To say it really fast like that. I've never heard, I've heard any Midwestern say, say Cupin. No, it's, it's just in my head that way, but I've heard a lot of people in the South say Cupin. Okay. Well, I have heard Coupon and Coupon. Coupon, yeah. I've heard both of those. I've heard all three of those, actually. I'm quite certain that I have said Coupon in my life. It's kind of like interesting versus interesting versus interesting. Interesting, yep. Um, I think that if you had me read that out loud a few times, I would probably say coupon and coupon interchangeably, but not coupon. No, I wouldn't say that either. Any more? No, except I do have a phrase. Oh, okay. Um, And it's, it's more of just a... Something that makes me giggle every time I hear this phrase because of something that happened to it, just a little story that happened when I was 12 years old. Okay. So when people say um, G-R-A-I-N space, O-F space, S-A-L-T. Grain of salt. Yes. So, you know, what that usually means, what, not, not take something literally. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Don't take it so seriously or, you know, don't don't believe everything you hear without at least, you know, thinking about it for a second or that kind of situation. Right. And I don't know where that comes from. My guess is that it has something to do with maybe biblical nature, but because of Hmm. who's the guy that threw the salt over his shoulder uh, for good luck? Um, I know Job, of what you're saying. Job, I think. That's in the Bible? I, th- I think so. <laughs> that I do not, I've never heard that. I mean, I've heard of, I've heard of that throwing salt over your shoulder for good luck. I've also heard of, or have you ever heard the saying that the way you catch a bird is you put salt on its tail? No. My grandmother used to say that all the time. I think that I would have loved to meet your grandmother. She was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Just so like I could be wrong about the biblical, but I, I'm pretty sure that throwing salt over the left shoulder um, is in the Bible, and I think it was Job. Okay. Um, again, new, useless knowledge for me to know. I don't really, maybe I don't know it. But we don't make corrections except for the correction that I made earlier. I'll make a <laughs> correction for a correction. Correct. <laughs> so anyway, I go back to this grain of salt story. So when I was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, my my dad is uh, at the time was a uh, college professor, so he was mm-hmm. he was in his office grading papers, 
and I was, I don't know what, probably watching baseball or something. And um, all of a sudden I hear this just very loud laughter. And he calls me in and reads me this. And at the time I didn't get it, but now I, I, I never forgot it for some reason. And his student had wanted to say, take that with a grain of salt in his essay. But he wrote grain assault, like A-S-S-A-U-L-T. Like to attack someone, like, <laughs> like assault and battery. Yeah, like to attack grain. <laughs> and he just, he laughed, and, and I don't oh think he, gosh. he didn't duck the guy. He circled it and said, this is outstanding, but this is wrong. And yeah. um, so this is funny. <laughs> every time I hear a grain of salt, I have to think now which one is the actual correct term. And I've always thought that grain of salt, this is kind of like you trying to um, tell your kids that it, the monkey, the monkey wedding yeah. uh, for, for, what was that phrase for? Sun shower. Sun shower. Yeah. Uh, so now, and I've always thought grain of salt, how cool is that? Like that could be a band name. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I thought. They come from the silos. <laughs> yes. The grain of salt. <laughs> So hopefully I can confuse others that, uh, is it grain of salt or is it grain of salt? (laughs) (laughs) But is the grain attacking or is the grain being attacked? I think you could take it either way. That's the beauty of the phrase. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to stick that in uh, something I write at some point. Absolutely. It's great. (laughs) This is a song of words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is Okay, I'll tell you It's a quiz We've done some quizzes in the past But I thought we'd try out a specific quiz segment this week If that's cool with you Definitely All right I love uh, quizzes Oh, so do I uh, And this one uh, Since it's my choice for, the first, for this week I will do one about uh, guitar solos <laughs> Okay, I, I mean, I, think I know I'm, that gives me a sizable advantage, but hey, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think uh, I think we can already declare a winner. We might as well just skip it. Oh, well, okay. Real thoughts, real thoughts, we ain't no robots. Real thoughts, real thoughts, we ain't no robots. We ain't robots. Well, I actually did have a real thought this week. All right. Um, and, okay, so do you know about the, have you ever seen the bumper stickers on the backs of, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I've really only seen these types of bumper stickers on the back of big pickup trucks. Yeah, that's, I think I know where you're going, and I think it's okay to, to go that direction. With I that. don't want to paint a, with a broad brush, you know, like Tony did yesterday about Subaru owners. <laughs> Which... <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But, you know, you don't really see, I, if, if I get where you're going with this, uh-huh. I don't, you don't really see many of these on the back of like a Mercedes. No. Or no. Subarus, by the way. No. He, okay. I will say that Tony is not entirely correct about the Subaru people. Anyway, um, <laughs> so you've seen these stickers. And what they are is usually... In this part of the country, I'm on the border between Wisconsin and Minnesota. So there is, it's usually a, a picture of, let's say if you're in Wisconsin, there's a picture of Minnesota and it, mm-hmm. the state of Minnesota and it's blue, or sorry, purple. 
like the Vikings. It'll have mm-hmm. a Vikings emblem on it, and then it'll have some cartoonish character boy peeing on on it. And the boy is in yellow and green, and he's got a Packer outfit on. Uh, so, you know, you know where that comes from, right? I, no, I don't. That's Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Okay, well that makes sense. He does look like Calvin. So he's peeing on the Packers are peeing on the Vikings. The Vikings are peeing on the Packers, and then yep. there's a Chevy and a Ford one. Yeah, and to interject. Yes. That is in no way coming from like Bill Waterston, the creator of Calvin and Hobbes. It has nothing to do with Calvin and Hobbes. It just happened to be okay. something that took off where people were putting Calvin peeing on stuff, which is ridiculous to me in but, the first well, place. Well, because, okay, I didn't know if I missed something that Calvin peed on things in his, in, in Waterston's. No. Okay. Because I no, like. I've read all of those. I have yeah. all the like the collections, like the big. Thick books of all of those. Yes, I've I've purchased them for my stepdad over the years yeah. for birthday presents because he loves Calvin and Hobbes too, and I he's not it, the yeah. type of person that's going to find humor in peeing on something. So no, anyway. and I don't know I don't know why that started. There may be some story behind it, but Bill Waterson, who created it, is very big on non on not merchandising things, which yes. I really appreciate because I'm the same way. Yep. So he like never authorized people to make T-shirts or dolls or all this stuff. He wasn't trying like for a money grab. He just wanted to do his art, his, his right. comic books. And I thought they were awesome, and I always loved them. And the books are enough for me. I don't need a T-shirt that has Calvin Peen on something on it. <laughs> no. So. No. And but so I saw a new one this week that I'd never seen. Okay. And it was Trump peeing on Hillary. Uh, and really? I just really, and I just thought to myself, who are these people? That's my real thought. I don't it's, get that. People are vindictive uh-huh. and petty. And uh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's one thing to talk about peeing on other vehicles or peeing on sports teams, but these are actual people. Yes. Uh, who are, one of them is going to lead, hopefully one other than the other, yeah. is going to lead our country in just a few short months. And I have not seen Hillary peeing on Trump. No. And, oh my. No, you're, and you probably won't because that is a, that's, that. That totally strikes me as a Trump, and I don't want to paint them all with the same brush, but yeah. if they support Trump, then that's what I <laughs> that mean. strikes me as their mentality. That's what I mean by who are these people? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, did you, have a, uh, did you have a real thought this week, too? Uh, actually, yeah. I found something last night. Um, my kid, my son, he's 10 years old, and he likes video games, and so he and I often will play stuff together, so I often find myself... Uh, going online and looking for stuff that he and I can do together. And a lot of times it'll be me playing it and him watching it or him playing it and me watching it if it's not like a co-op game that you can play at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there was a game called Hitman, which you would think, how how can a 10-year-old play that? But a lot of this stuff is, you know, innocent in terms of uh, it's not super gory or things like that. And, and, and I, don't, I don't mind, you know, teenagers playing that sort of game. And he really thinks like a teenager in a lot of ways. He's more mature than most teen, most 10-year-olds in a lot of, things as far as that as far as like looking at violence and stuff he's probably more reserved and and held back in in a lot of ways than than most teenagers that i know but i say all that to say so i'm looking at this game and i'm just checking it out because i want to say okay you know is this something that that because i do check for content for stuff to say okay this is what they're saying let me see some screenshots from this let me see what this looks like or how people are describing this before I just say, oh, buy this and put this in there. Sure. Yeah. It's called responsible so, parenting. <laughs> yeah. And so, and there are a lot of things that I don't let him play that I know yeah. of other 10 year olds play. 
but you just kind of have to know your own kid. And it's in terms of you have to know specific situations with your kid, what your kid can handle and what your kid can't. And a lot of kids play like spooky, like scary games now. And I know that's not, that's not going to work with my son. It's just not, not his thing. He's not sure. going to be into it. It's going to stick with him longer than, you know, you know, I don't want him to have nightmares and stuff like that. So I just know to stay away from that stuff. But, you know, other stuff, it doesn't affect him the yeah. same way, I should say. And so I'm looking up this game because there are several different ways to buy it and purchase it. And I kind of got confused about different packs you could buy for it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let me, let me look up this game and see. Because he and I had talked about getting a new game, you know, the next couple of weeks. Oh, and so boy. I typed in <laughs> Hitman buying. And it came up with, you know how Google will suggest? Yes. You know, the top five suggestions will drop down automatically. Uh-huh. The number one thing, and these are based on, as far as I know, they're based on what people have recently typed in the most. Right. I see. I think I know where we're going here. The number one thing was buying a hitman. <laughs> like an actual which, hitman, not the yes, video game. Not oh. the video game. Buying a hitman. And I'm going, are you kidding me that people, it's so many people looking for a hitman for some nefarious, you know, <laughs> yeah. to, to murder somebody, to, literally, right. in real life, that they're looking for it, that this, this has come up so often. That's terrible. Number two, that they're stupid enough to search for it in Google. Yeah, these people don't understand. Well, they probably don't understand a lot, but they no. don't understand that that's traceable. Yes. Come on. <laughs> I, I was oh, stunned. So my God. real thought was, along with what you were saying before, yeah. Who are these people? Who are these people? Yep. Yeah. And of course, I understand people want to say that about me. Why would you even look at, uh, and I'm not buying the game for my kid. He's not going to play it after I looked at it. Okay. But, you know, some people probably say, why would you buy a game for your kid? Or why would you even consider it called Hitman? And I'm like, it can be named all sorts of stuff and you never know the content till you look at it. I looked at it for five minutes and went, this is cool to me. <laughs> I might want to play this, but it's not something that he and I would play together. Yeah. It, but. It's a little too, it's a little too violent. Yeah. So. And people might say, like you said, who are these people that buy their kids' video games? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. In general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll take that. Definitely. But that that boggles my mind that people would type that in. It's like, what happened to going down to the, I don't know, the bar or wherever you find people (laughs) that want to do these nefarious things? Like one time I heard Tony last year on the show say, you know, what happened to the good old days when I could just hire somebody and hire somebody to kill somebody? I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he obviously he was joking, but he said it in the way like that was, that's the way it used to be. Why can't the, why can't we go back to the good old days? Yeah. You can find anything you want online, which is very yeah. scary. Yeah. Please don't hire a hitman for any reason, but don't Google it. Right. <laughs> oh, please, please. Oh my gosh. Who are these people? Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Oh. Okay. Let's talk about Fantasy FB. Let's talk about a Littles League. Let's talk about all the good teams and the bad beats from last week. Let's talk about specs. Let's talk about stats. Let's talk about flex. Let's talk about fantasy football. Welcome to the fantasy football deep dive for this week, also known as why fantasy football is terrible. Of course, with us today is, as always, is our expert analyst, Mr. Robert Berg. 
You can beep that, right? I heard KJ swear oh, six yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your terrible team has a win. My team doesn't. Oh. So are you 0-3? I am 0-3. Lost by three right, points so, this week on Monday ooh, night. Let, let's get right into it then and take a look at the results. From sure, the why week. not? Raju's hey, Rejects. you know what? The Our, our beacon, though, uh, KJ is 3-0. Awesome. One of two teams. Um, who's the Saliza seat? I, I really... That's Steenburgen. Oh, no, Saliza seat. Isn't oh, it? it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Yep. Yeah. So All right, he, so... yeah, he's at three and zero in the bald and orange division, and I'm at three and zero in the fat and old division. Let's run it down here. Fat and old KJ, who I predicted would make, win the division, is in the lead. Mm-hmm. I get credit for that. That was <laughs> a comeback win this week too. Oh, that was a ridiculous win! I can't believe it. Fantasy you, football is insane. Down. I didn't pay attention after like four o'clock. On Sunday. <laughs> Me, um... Neither did I. And then I checked it before Sunday night football, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually winning. This is ridiculous. Great apathy. You're crushing, and you don't even care. And don't even, don't okay. even pay attention. That's because uh, I was like thirty points down, and I'm like, "There's no way." I don't want to hear excuses. <laughs> okay, so Patrick, what's next? Who I also predicted would make the playoffs is in second place at two and one. Um, the Adam, high score for the week. Adam, who I had buried like cheese, two and one. John uh, Fitzpatrick also buried like cheese. He's also two and one. Uh, we got let's see, Shad one and two. He got a win because he got to play. Oh, no, I play him this week, right? Or did he beat me? Who who beat me last week? That was Joe. Joe. Um, Jason, one and two, also finally gets mm-hmm. a win. Pobox. A ridiculous, ridiculous win. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Pobox is, that's two, right? That's Will and uh, Jeff. Jeff, yeah. And w- what's going on with Connolly? I don't know. He, he didn't, well, he sat He hasn't checked players. in for three weeks, I think. Doesn't he have... He's got Brady, right? Yeah, but he he had he's he traded for the Patriots defense when they posted um God, who did they kill the second week? It was like 37 nothing, wasn't it? No, Houston. They played Houston. They beat him 27 nothing. Yeah. He has the yeah. Patriots. He had no defense in. I think he might have won oh. except that he didn't play him. He had Garoppolo in this week who was out. Mm-hmm. He's just not paying attention. He's given up yeah. the season after one game. And I play him next He's got to go. We're putting Jen gets his spot next year. <laughs> So he's at 0-3. He's at the bottom yeah. of the division. If he doesn't check in, he's going to finish last. Um, other division is the... and that, So that's the fat and old. Bald and orange. we got Brendan in first place. Um, we've got Claire, who I think I also predicted would make the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. In second place at 2-1. and one. Uh, we got Spike is in third place at 2-1. and one. This, Lost I'm to sure. me this week. Did he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You yes. How did that happen? Dude, I was behind by four points going into Monday night. He had Julio Jones, and I had Fleener. Yeah, Julio. <laughs> and I, I beat him by 15. I know. I know. It's, it's insane. It's absurd. It, but that's anyways, how stupid fantasy football His, his team is, is really good, though. He's going to make the playoffs. Yes. He's 2-1. and one. Um, yes. In fourth place, uh, also at 2-1, is Joe. He beat me by three this week. Uh, in fifth place, also a two and one is Todd, who took special offense at my uh, disparagement <laughs> team. Uh, then he one had and to two... buy this week because he played Carol. Yeah. <laughs> at one and two is Tracy, who climbed out of the cellar tied with me. Jamie is at one and two in seventh place, and Trump University is zero and three <laughs> in the bald and orange division. Um, yeah. I think I've scored had... more points than like six teams, but I am in yep. last. 
So, and, and not only am I in last, but, you know, sometimes you start slow and you look at your roster and you're like, you know what, this is going to turn around. It ain't going to turn around. I, I have very little hope of making the playoffs. I mean, well, don't you have Bell coming back? Yeah, I got Bell, but I had D'Angelo Williams. Oh, yeah. I had the sense. number one running back in fantasy. It just didn't help yeah. me. Um, Jordan Howard, I picked him up last week. And now he's the starter, and I think he's the best running back in Chicago, even if they're all healthy. So he yep. might help, but, you know, I, I just I don't have a viable flex. I have a Jai in there, but he looks like hot garbage. And then the Rams <laughs> hey, defense hey, hey, sucks. Hey. He's going to start now, though. He's starting now because uh, Arian. No, Kenyon Drake started. That's he. Look, when what? a Jai came, yeah, he only got I seven thought... carries. Kenyon Drake was the starter last week. Kenyon Drake got three out. I, I liked him so much. He was so good at Boise. He, uh, he was a three-down back, good hands, could block. I really thought that he was going to be a stud. Um, last year, they had Lamar Miller, and I thought, okay. You know, and he had some flashes where he looked pretty good. And and now, I mean, I just... So, so he looks like trash. I have Doug Martin, who's <laughs> injured. Randall Cobb, again, still missing, still on that milk carton. I'm thrilled that they have a bye because I don't have to trudge him out there. Trudge, that's not even a word. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw six (laughs) interceptions last week. Kenneth Dixon, I still don't have him back. And then Dante Moncrief, I'm an idiot. I picked him up, but I I dropped somebody who sucked. I think, I don't even know who it was. When's Moncrief supposed to come back? He's probably not coming back for a few weeks. But, but I mean, I had to push chips in the middle on something. I mean, I have yeah. to, if you I don't win this now. week, at some point, I'm going to have to win out. And yeah. and even that may not help. So, I'm doomed. I probably can't cut D'Angelo Williams, because if Bell gets hurt, I have to have him. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it, my team's a mess. It's a mess. I don't have any hope either, so. Yeah, but you don't care. I'm right there with you. We we went over this the last week. Don't care. And KJ's in first care. place. She doesn't care, but she's dominating. We we went the over this last week because I'm out of it. Jason I does. Know. We went over this last week. I he know cares. you're right. You're right. He wants to he wants to defend his title. I know. I know. It's just I hate this. I oh I, I believe me. I do too. And I see the writing on the wall for my team. And I realized, well, they're they're done for. So then I'm able to just go completely apathetic about the whole thing. And I'm getting real up, close. So. I mean, at, at I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me to look. I mean, I just assumed I was going to lose. And I was watching the debate. Yeah. Didn't even check until the next morning. Wow. That surprises me. Yeah. Um, so now that we're a few games into the season, what would you say is a good approach um, in general for people that may be looking to remake their roster uh, by adding players or trading players or acquiring players via trade, that kind of situation? A lot of the time you will find... Uh, the beginning of the season, there are always players that flash. They have a couple good games, and then they just sort of recede. And if you look at the leaders after week three, like the top 20 receivers, the top 20 running backs, if you check back in week 16, it's gonna, the landscape's going to look a lot different. And there will be some reversion to the mean, and the players, you know, Julio Jones is not going to catch one pass for 16 yards. No. But if they're going to utilize both running backs and if Muhammad Sanu is going to have a big season then he's also not going to get 200 targets like we thought because mm-hmm. we thought that that was the game plan because Kyle Shanahan always does that he always has an X receiver that he just you know hammers targets for so if they're going to change the offense and change people's roles 
you know, you can't, you don't, you're not in the meetings. You can't know that. So, right. so that's part of the, uh, the, you know, you can't see behind the curtain. And, but if you believe in someone's skill set, check whether they're getting targets, check uh, the matchups. You know, if, you, if your team's going against Minnesota, Kelvin Benjamin didn't have any catches this week. Don't trade Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, don't be an idiot. You know, they played Minnesota. Minnesota is making people look ridiculous. They are. They're that good. They have good players everywhere on that defense. Um, I think they're better than Denver, although that may not, you know, it depends. Well, obviously, we'll check at the the end of the season. But, and and they don't have anybody necessarily like Von Miller. But they're strong everywhere. So, don't panic. Um you know, make you know. Start look if you're if you're zero and three and you're not in a sixteen team league and you might be able to make a trade, maybe start looking at it. But I'm just I'm going to go down with the players I have. There's there's nobody on the waiver wire that I like. There's no way to make trades. You know, because there's everybody's thin. There's no point yeah. in doing it. Yep. So and that's the that's that's the difficulty about a sixteen team league or or eighteen like last year. Yeah, you really cannot improve your team. If stuff happens, if people get injured or if, you know, like you said, they change schemes and we can't see what's going on, what the plans are, and the and it gets to the point of where the player's role has changed, uh, there's not really a whole lot you can do. No. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb is almost useless, and I'm not yeah, sure exactly why. Yeah. But, again, I mean, we said that last week, this week, he's not doing anything. And I can't cut him, and nobody wants no. him. No. Well, the well, silver and, lining to all that, though, is – to, to players not being available is I don't have to worry. Like if an expert like you, or if I hear it on TV, <laughs> expert like me, <laughs> if I hear it on TV, you know, pick up this guy. If I go look in the league, he's always taken already. So I'm like, always. okay, I don't have to worry about it. I'll it's just true. stick with my guy. It is true. It's true yeah. because I think like ESPN caters towards 10 team leagues. So they assume mm-hmm. your base league is 10 teams. There's nobody that they're going to recommend is, you know, there was no way in the world Jordan Howard was going to be available. Last week, Dwayne Washington was picked up. You know, somebody might say, hey, you got 10 carries this week, 38 yards, but maybe an expanded role. Well, you know what? Patrick has him. Yep. yep. Just, just Kenyon Drake, he's gone. So just, that's good for people like me who don't really want to put a lot of thought into it. That's yeah, true. this year, this year I've done well, but that doesn't mean that that's going to continue. We all know how these stupid games go. Right. But I don't have to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I'll say this. Rob is within like three or four plays of, <laughs> of going from zero and three to three and it's zero. True. Yep. And you know what you're talking about more than anybody else that definitely that I've talked to in our league, or more than anybody else I've personally talked to ever. Well, thank you about this stuff. And you know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, you don't mean me. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good. You're you're the one that's three and zero here. I, I know. I knew, I knew you were speaking can, to Rob. The only thing I can hang my hat on is is hopefully KJ and Spike are in the championship, and I can say I had that. That's, <laughs> yes. that's yeah. all I got at this point. Yeah. Hey, you know what you're doing, man. It's a situation of, like you said, it's just stuff happens, and I should not have beaten Spike and Gary this week. I shouldn't have. Eh, it happened. There's nobody who would have picked me going into Monday night with Fleener. I'm down. Oh, and Julio, and right. Fleener versus Julio Jones. That's ridiculous. Right. In a game that the Falcons scored 45. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't even look at it until Monday, late Monday night during like halftime. KJ sends me this email that's like Fleener in all caps with like exclamation points. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. How am I winning? How is this possible? Well, I was down I'd given up. 24 points to start with, with LeGarrette Blunt. 
because he played Thursday oh, yeah. night. 24 points. And then Rodgers score, throws four touchdowns. So Adam Benson got 30-some points from Rodgers. So I was down. Oh, my God. How did you win? Because Gurley decided to show up. Gurley got wow. two touchdowns, and then Mike Evans had a good game. And I had Jameis Winston on the bench, and I had Tannehill playing, and Jameis scored more than Tannehill, but it ended up being mm. fine. You know, that's what I mean. It's just like any given Sunday, not as a cliche, you right. could, you don't have any idea what's going to happen. And some people like that about fantasy football, but others don't. I have a whole list of tweets that I wanted to tweet, and I decided <laughs> not to. Did anything in particular stand out to you besides it doesn't you, matter. Besides you losing again. I, I'm so selfish that I <laughs> out. I don't care. I want you to win. You won. That stood out. That made me happy. Yeah. Okay. I guess I kind of was glad that Jason won too. Because we're 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 sort of the fantasy three musketeers here. Yeah. So Jason, yeah. do you still have Des Bryant on your team? Because he yes. now has a hairline fracture of his knee. <laughs> So I have a recommendation Mm -hmm. Um, starting, I think it's Tuesday, October 4th. So next week, uh, playoff baseball starts. Oh, wow. And I, even if you're not a baseball fan, I I just find playoff baseball to be compelling. I don't, there's always a good story. There's Mm -hmm. um, even, I know some people don't like Joe Buck, but I like Joe Buck's call. I liked it when he and McCarver did it. Um, just the cold, the aspect that it's cold. It's just everything about playoff baseball is fabulous. Like it's where you don't care if your team's not in it. You're just, I'm still going to watch it. Cool. The playoffs are mostly set except for the wild card. So I'm going to tell you who made the playoffs. I'm sure you're super excited. <laughs> I'm not a huge baseball fan, but actually if I'm going to watch any baseball, it's going to be playoff baseball. So I'm, I'm in for this. I'd like to know. This is very informational for me. Okay, information for life here. So, um, or at least for this year. Texas Rangers, for the um, American League, the Texas Rangers are in, Cleveland Indians, and Boston Red Sox. They're in. They've clinched their divisions. Okay. Uh, Washington Nationals, as we know, have clinched their division, and Los Angeles Dodgers have clinched their division. The other team, the Chicago Cubs, yay, go Cubs, They've clinched their division, and they've clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Okay. So for the, so they don't play, you know, we'll do the wild cards first. Wait a minute. You didn't say anything about the Twins or the Braves. Oh, I'm going to get to the Twins and the Braves. Oh, okay. Okay. But they're not in the playoffs? They're not. But they do have a, they, they so are close. listed in the wild card rankings. And that's, oh, okay. Good, good. So they have a chance. There's, you're saying there's a chance. Um, not a mathematical chance. But there is a chance, I guess. Okay, that's good. I'm not really into math anyway, so that's great. Okay, so the top there's two wild card teams, and that's what happened. They this is a new format. I don't know if it's this year or maybe last year, but it's pretty new. Mm-hmm. So they take the top two wild card teams from each league. They make the postseason. So they call that making a postseason. But then they have a one game playoff, and that's how they determine who goes on. Oh, I remember this from last year. Yeah, so I think last year was the first year. A lot okay. of people don't like the format. I think it's exciting, um, unless my team is in that one-game playoff, and then I'm probably pretty nervous. So for the American League, it's Toronto against Baltimore. Okay. Toronto Blue Jays, Baltimore Orioles. And that's one game 
winner goes into the next series, loser goes home. Correct. Okay. And so there's a there are a few other teams still in play here. Detroit Tigers, they're one game back. Seattle Mariners are two games back. And then you're getting to the point where it's kind of hard. Houston Astros, three and a half games back. And the Minnesota Twins, a measly 30 games back. Oh, okay. So they're still in it. They're, they're still in it if the season went through June. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> the National League wild card, New York Mets and San Francisco Giants are the top two teams. Hmm. And then you got the St. Louis Cardinals are a game back. And Miami Marlins are five games back. So they're probably not going to get there. and But they still have a chance, as do the Atlanta Braves, at 17 and a half games back. Oh, okay. So not completely out of it yet. Not completely out of it. What no. would their magic number be? Like 50? <laughs> it, had, it would have to be something pretty high. Okay. So the chances are low. So definitely tune in to playoff baseball. I will be watching it, and I will be staying up well past my bedtime because of playoff baseball. That's the way cool. I do it in, in October. Cool. I'm going to have to check some of it out, too. Do you, do you, are you really going to check it out? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If the Cubs get to the World Series, I will definitely watch all of it. Or if anything, like, majorly historical starts happening, like, I will start tuning in. I'm, I'm more in for larger historical picture than I am individual teams this year. Yeah, and then that's why playoff baseball is great. And playoffs yeah. in all sports are great because you just never know what's going to happen. That's exactly right. And I will probably watch the one game. I will wait until like they're about halfway through the game. And if it's a close game, I'll tune into the one game playoffs because that, that has got to be nerve wracking for people who are on the team or who really root for a particular team in that. It has to be. I mean, sometimes I get ner- sometimes yeah. I get nervous and they're not my teams. It's just, yeah. you know, it's compelling. You've made me interested enough to watch it. Um, and I'm kind of like Wilbon with the Cubs. It's you because of such so many years of heartache. So I'm really nervous yeah. about that. But I'm excited yeah. to see them playing so well. And who doesn't love Joe Madden? Yes, he's awesome. Really fun and really inventive dude and seems really smart too. Def- yeah, he's really smart. Hey, how's it going? We hope you've been enjoying the podcast thus far. And we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at SpeakTangents. Or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. It has all the relevant links and information there. If you haven't been enjoying our podcast, we're sorry. Please let us know on our Snapchat account. Thanks. So we got a lot of nice feedback about Brad Weiss in the interview last week. Oh, cool. And I'll I'll just read a few here. Um, Mm -hmm. At Moffat Patrick. So that's Patrick Moffat. He says, is as if there was not already enough reason to love Brad Weiss, check out the interview on this week's Speak Tangents podcast. So speaking to Tangents podcast. And Brad Weiss, Twitter handle, check you guys check him out. It's at one Brad Weiss. Cool. Um, Because I don't think we gave that out last week. Yeah, we probably overlooked that. Yeah. That's a bad hosting job by me. (laughs) Um, And of course not me. No. No, no. I would never blame you. I would always blame myself. (laughs) Um, Unless you did it, and then of course I would blame you. Of course. Um, so then, John Fitzpatrick then said, "Sets the bar high," and John Fitzpatrick is at Fitz John P. This is all Twitter. I didn't cool. mention that before. Jolene Wojcik at J M R W O J C I K. 
She says, just finished listening, really enjoyed the interview. Now I feel like I quote unquote know you. Cool. It's like a DA David Aldridge situation. Absolutely. Um, and Michael Lee Nelson at M. Lee Nelson. He says, the Brad Weiss interview with Speaking of Tangents was quote unquote actually interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's so funny. if you heard the interview with Brad, first of all, if you have not, please check it out. Mm -hmm. If if you have, you will get that because that is a dig on... Actually, it's a dig on you, Jason. Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then Robert Berg at R3T2. He said, loving this Brad Weiss interview on the Speaking Tangents podcast. He's surprisingly compelling. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another... Another, another dig. At, yep. at Brad and or me or both. Yep. So, um, again, thank you, Brad, for coming on. And maybe in the future, you, he'll be kind enough to come on and, and join us again. Yeah, I'd love it. That'd be great. We also got a few tweets about um, referencing, making jokes about your being, you know, nine out of 20 miles through the bike ride. Oh, yes. Uh, story of your triathlon. Uh, we got uh, one from Luke about that. And uh, one from, uh, I believe it was... Uh, was it Adam Benson? Adam Benson. Benson. Something about that? Yep. It was good. And also my wife, uh, Deanna, Jason's wife. Yes. AKA, uh -huh. um, tweeted something funny about that. So um, if you're following Sp at Speak Tangents on Twitter, uh, you can check all this out. Uh, most of these have at Speak Tangents in there, and you can check it out from there. Cool. Uh, but one other tweet that we got uh, was from another one from Patrick Moffat, who said, bottom line, reviewing bubble wrap on Amazon reveals a similar level of insanity as writing parody, as writing song parodies for a curm curmudgeon. Yeah. Which I, I agree, yeah. I, de <laughs> totally. that I definitely, definitely agree That's with that. Made me laugh. the same mindset. So uh, we don't have any more bubble wrap this week, but I did think that we could get into a couple of Amazon reviews real quick here, you know, if we have time. I think um, we can make time. All right. Uh, and one thing that came up recently on Tony's show was a Faraday cage. Yes. If you've heard his funny stories about the, um, the car the car's been not funny that it was broken into, but funny the way he told it. Uh, it was interesting stuff that actually I hadn't, I'd heard about a little bit, but didn't actually know a whole bunch about um, how the high tech thieves were going about, you know, stealing the information, the RFID from your key fob and doing that kind of thing to break into cars and take stuff out of the cars or steal the cars themselves. Right. I've, I've definitely crazy. heard about it, but I, I have not heard about Faraday cages. Until that the is show. something that I did know about. Um, I was very familiar with Faraday cages, taking, doing physics work in high, in high school and college. And also, if you've ever seen Lost. No, I didn't watch Lost. Lost. Oh, that's, that's, we'll get to that at some point. You um, could put that in your recommendations. Yeah, sure. It's, it's a good show. It has, it has its faults, but it's good. I liked it. Um, they talk about that a little bit on there, Faraday cages. And so I searched Faraday cages on Amazon, and here's kind of what came up. Okay. Uh, this is a Faraday cage kit. And the question is, what size is it? Pretty straightforward question, you would think. Mm -hmm. The answer, and the guy who asked it was Benjamin. So what size is it by Benjamin? And the only answer to this question is, hi, Benjamin. This type of Faraday gauge, not cage, but gauge, cannot do much. However, to protect your electronic items, you need the protector slip covers and an aluminum garbage can which can be wrapped in aluminum foil as well. You can look this information in any Doomsday Preparers site or look here on Amazon.com. I bought the large protector sleeves because I have an oversized laptop. There are many ideas you have to do further research on. Good luck, Sincerest Becca. 
which oh, gosh. Becca. is nonsense <laughs> and does not answer the guy's question. No. See, Becca is trying to get this gentleman, Benjamin, to come to the Doomsday websites. That's exactly right. She's trying to rope him into their cult of Doomsday That's fanaticism. That's exactly what's happening. He only wants to know what size the cage is. I love, I love the, I bought the large protector sleeves because I have an oversized laptop. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for that information. We appreciate that. I mean, come on. Um, so this, this gets into like aluminum, aluminum tinfoil hat uh-huh. territory yep. because she actually says you wrap the aluminum, you wrap the garbage, uh, get an aluminum garbage can and then wrap it in aluminum foil as well. Anyway, just, <laughs> that's just a, just dipping a toe into the insanity of this, this stuff. Oh gosh. So, there's worse than that, huh? Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. And there's a couple um, on this, this thing is called a, where is it? It's called an anti-radiation bag pouch, radiation interferon shield bag for iPhone cell phones. And it goes, the title goes on. That's not the entire title. And it runs off of the, the page. So I can't even read it. Okay. But this, this, that's a product, something they sell on Amazon. I can't, I'm like, what? And the top two reviews on this thing crack me up because they're both listed. One of them is top 500 reviewer is the number one useful review. And the other one is top 100 reviewer, which, I mean, hey, you get a top 100 reviewer to review your product, you must be doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. No, both of them say, I was given this product for free to review this. Oh, that's nice. So how much can we actually trust the reviewers on Amazon? Zero at this point. But this this one guy, this is only a top 500 guy anyway. Okay, well. But he says, everybody carries around cell phones now, including the older generation most of whom have a very vague idea about how to use them. Well, that's taking a shot right there. Yeah. Uh, This includes how to turn off their ringer. Most of the time, you're at a movie, at church, or at a live music event, and you hear somebody's cell phone ring. It's because they forgot to turn it off (laughs) or didn't really know how to turn it off. Or if they got the phone's ringer turned off, they might forget to turn it back on. If you know anybody like this, or if you are like this perhaps, no need to be embarrassed anymore. I don't really think those people are ever embarrassed, I would like to add. They, they don't ever seem to really care most of the time. No. Uh, just buy this bag. When you don't want your cell phone to ring at night or when you're somewhere you can't talk or driving, then you don't have to worry about trying to turn off the ringer. Just drop it in the bag and seal it. The phone won't ring. And the people on the other end will think you're outside a service area. Just blame your server. Personally, <laughs> I think this is a fantastic idea for a product. If you want to punish your kids for texting inappropriately, use this bag for a timeout. It has other uses too, like protecting credit cards from strong electromagnetic fields. I have a feeling these bags will become popular in the next year or two as they catch on. Why not be a trendsetter? (laughs) What a bunch of nonsense. Is that the end of the question? Is that the end of the review? That's the end of the review. Why not not be be a trendsetter? (laughs) Question mark. So I think the real question in that kind of buried in that whole review is if you put it in the bag it no it doesn't ring well does it ring it's like when the tree falls in the forest does it (laughs) actually make a sound no i think that that's that's a good point what what they're trying to say is it's like turning it off and right turn it off but he's saying that the elderly... Learn how to turn off the ringer. He's saying the elderly don't know how to do it, so they should buy this. How much is the bag? Uh, the bag is retail price of seven sixty nine. so not that expensive. So pay seven sixty nine for this bag, and you that can you be a trendsetter. you have to carry around, an additional thing you have to carry around to put your phone... 
this is the most insane thing to me ever. <laughs> ever. I, I mean, for for not for the reason to not have your phone ring when you want it, like an, when any other sensible person would just flip it onto silent or vibrate. <laughs> yes. That you carry around a specific bag that you put the, your phone in. Just turn it off. Just turn it off. It's insane. But I do want to know, is this like, is this a fanny pack by chance? Um, It looks like a purse. It's like, it looks like a, um, like a, uh, like a portfolio, like a makeup kit or something that you would put okay. in a purse. It's like a rectangle with like a flap on it. Okay. So. It, and it comes in like a multitude of colors. So you have to carry it in your hand. It's can't, you can't just shove it in your pocket. There's no way you're fitting this in if your pocket. If you're, you know, if people... Not I, your pants pocket. I don't use a purse, but a lot of people use purses. Mm-hmm. They could probably fit that in there. You'd have to have a rather large purse. To, you're not going to fit this okay. in like a little small purse, like a little cocktail dress style kind of purse, you're, oh. like a little bag. It's a, it's a purse. Well, you know, the fanny pack is coming back, so you could, they could... Don't tell me that. If they... No. If they... <laughs> no, I can't handle that. The fanny pack is very useful. <sighs> Do you have a fanny pack? No, I don't. Okay, good. Now we can still be friends. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, yeah, that that's not a cool look either. That you're not setting any trends with the fanny pack unless you're a professional wrestler. No, that's what I mean. These people that want this bag might as well just get a fanny pack and throw the get make yeah, I, this I, bag I, into a fanny say, yeah. pack. Might as well. It would be more convenient. There was one review in here that said, "Does this have belt loops?" So I guess this guy was trying to do that. Yeah, he like, wanted to. Just, he wanted to do that. Come on. He wanted to do it, but he was doing his own version of it. Uh, in other words, turn the ringer off, people. Yeah, tur- or turn the phone off. Yeah. And so I started thinking: Is there any other j- reason to have, you know, this thing rather than I don't know how to turn off the ringer on my phone? Is there any other, you know, valid use for these things? And I, I found a few. Well, when quick, you first mentioned the title that went on and on. I right. thought it was going to be the people that thought that, you know, the research out there that these phones give you brain cancer. Oh, yes. Um, there, there's, there's a bunch of that That's in there, where yes. I thought this was going. Totally. Like, keep it in the bag, and then you can still talk to people through the bag. No, you can't talk through the bag. Oh. The, the self-signal does not go through the bag. Okay, and therefore... Bluetooth doesn't go through the bag in the good ones. And it doesn't ring. Mm-mm. But it probably does ring, let's face it. You no, just because can't the signal it. never gets to the phone. The signal doesn't get to the phone, so it won't ring. The reason why it's considered, the reason why these are listed under Faraday cage when you search Faraday cage is these bags are lined with like basically aluminum foil. Okay. And so it's thick he, enough and that it separates the phone from the wireless signal. Oh, he was right then. He, it doesn't ring. I no, thought he ring. was drawing a conclusion that it doesn't ring like a tree in so the forest. So turn anyway. your yeah. phone off. It's the same thing. Yes. Ridiculous. This guy, this, this other reviewer, and this is a different product, but same kind of thing. This is called the Black Hole Faraday Bag. Wow. And okay. he says, the title of this, of, the, of this review is, When You Really Want to Get Away From It All. And I'm like, <laughs> just turn your phone off. But anyway, he goes and he says, I use this to isolate cell phones from sensitive equipment at work or just when I want to be absolutely sure my phone doesn't ring during a meeting. Handy size for most modern smartphones and well-constructed. If you're in Sochi right now, I bet you bet you wish you had one. And I'm like, what the heck does that even mean? <laughs> For the Olympics? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what he's even talking about. <laughs> so, so far we've seen, if you don't know how to use the ringer, turn the ringer off on your phone, you could buy one of these things. Second use would be if you just want to get away from it all <laughs> and you don't know how to turn your phone off, I guess. Yep. Or you don't want your phone to ring in a meeting and you don't know how to turn it off, which is also ridiculous. Um, 
third thing that I came across that the people who make these things are portraying is these are uses for these things as far as cell phones go mm-hmm. would be for an EMP attack. A what? Which an EMP attack, like an electromagnetic pulse. Oh, okay. <laughs> which can knock out all like electronic devices in the range of this sure. thing that's detonated. It's like sort of a... like an electro- electronic bomb, which these things exist. This, yeah. this is a real thing. Like a cyber attack type of thing? Sort of, but like... Um, cyber terrorism? It's an actual like bomb bomb, but it doesn't like explode. It just sends out this wave, this electromagnetic pulse that knocks out all electronics that it crosses. Oh. Disables them and breaks them where you in most of the time where you can't even re-enable them. So it, it's not like a glow, uh, like you couldn't do this and wipe out everybody in the U.S. It's a small area. Oh, you could, yeah, you could. You could, okay. Yeah, if you, I've read, I've read theories that if you sense, like, if somebody figured out a way to send a ballistic missile over like Kansas and had a powerful, if if they could get a hold of enough one of these things that was powerful enough, it could knock out most of North America. Oh, well, you're scaring our listeners. Well, do I think this is going to happen? Probably not. But anyway. Okay, so this is a report. This is another use for this bag. Yeah. And this, this person says, haven't had an EMP attack yet, so I'm not sure how well this thing will work on its own. Oh, no. Which I... And it goes on into like insanity. I'm not going to read this whole thing. Oh. But it goes and delves into the doomsday prepper stuff of... I can understand being reasonably prepared in case, you know, you need extra water or you need food and that kind of stuff. Here's the thing. Putting your cell phone in a bag that protects it against EMP attacks will do you no good in the case of an EMP attack because the cell towers will be knocked out. Exactly. What do you, how do you think a cell phone works? If you have a satellite (laughs) phone, that's a whole other level and that's fine. But if you have your regular cell phone and you think buying a $7 bag to put it in is going to protect it in case of an EMP attack, even if it does, who are you going to call? <laughs> what are you going to do with it? You're going to use the flashlight on it to get around? That's all. That's, that's it. And, and the thing is, I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe people are thinking, well, you could use the phone for other things, but you can, there's not going to be any servers to connect. There's not going to be any internet to connect to. Nothing. <laughs> hashtag, what are you doing? Hashtag Jason Rance. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just so, it's people not seeing the forest for the trees. It's, it's one of these things of, yeah, you know, maybe you need something to protect your phone and maybe you're going to use it for this particular purpose. But none of these people are thinking that way. None of these people are putting this in their views. They're like, I need it to be able to communicate with people if an EMP attack. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> You're not calling anybody on your regular iPhone 6 if an EMT, EMP attack hits anywhere in America, in your region. You're not. It's not happening. Unless I'm just completely missing something. And if people want to correct me, that's totally fine. But this seems insane to me. So there's several it's of those. definitely insane. Yeah. And here's on that exact one where the person said, haven't had an EMP attack yet. I mean, the next review on there says... Despite its exorbitant price, this is a $250 item, by the way. Oh, okay. This item, despite its exorbitant price, did not prevent my hard drive from being fried by a malicious neighbor using an EMP device. <laughs> so we have one person giving it five stars saying, I haven't had an EMP attack yet, so I, but I'm thinking it's going to work. And this person saying, my neighbor has used an EMP attack against me and it didn't work. I, first off, okay. move now. <laughs> Leave your house behind. If your neighbor is employing EMP devices <laughs> to disable stuff in your neighborhood, get out where of town. Are you, where are you? Yes. Yeah. Get out. Come on. So just 
people are crazy. Again, with the the whole theme of what we've come up with, who are these people? <laughs> exactly, who are these people? <laughs> and there, I'll, I'll wrap up with a couple of quick ones here, just because this is another direction that this EMP, this is this Faraday cage stuff could go. These bags. This guy says. Bought this bag right before my trip to a hacking convention, and I was not displeased. It worked like a charm. Lots of people had their usernames, passwords lifted right off their phone, but not me. What? Why are you going to a hacking convention? Right, so the the hacking convention, is that a way to prevent hacking, or is that teaching you how to hack? I'm assuming when he says I went to the hacking convention, if you told me that right off the bat, I would think, oh, that's a place where you go for like cybersecurity. Like, you know, as Donald Trump would say, the cyber. I, we have yeah. the cyber. I went that, the other way. I thought immediately that he's going to some underground hacking convention. Oh, I'm not sure yeah, what that you, says about my psyche. It, but hey, you may be right. I think you nailed it again because that's what he said. A lot of people had the stuff stolen, but he didn't. Yeah. And I'm thinking. These are the 400 pound people sitting on their beds. <laughs> These people are crazy. I mean, I'm crazy about some stuff. This is crazy. Uh, And finally, the other use for this thing that people are purporting out there is so people can't track the GPS on the phone. Okay. Which, again, I'm like, turn it off. And I've heard rumors that, you know, if you turn it off that you can track it. But no. If it's off, Apple has, like, tried to, for the iPhone at least, Apple has tried to patent something where you can still track the phone down when it's in loss mode. Mm-hmm. But in regular like operation mode, if you turn the phone off, the phone can't be tracked. What I read says that Apple has a thing that it'll even work to disable the phone, um, even if the phone is off. Yeah, that makes. I think I have heard that too. Yeah, which is really interesting and cool, and also creepy. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why people would want to turn the GPS off for sure. Yeah, but this is this is one. This is super interesting to me. Is this guy says works perfectly. Okay. Block the phone tracking app that was installed on her phone. Who's her? Which makes me think <laughs> this is either a, somebody's daughter who is out with this guy and they're trying to, you know, you know, get some clandestine rendezvous going uh-huh. or somebody who's cheating on her husband and is out and don't want, they don't want him to find out because it's smiley faces all over this review. Well, or this is a kidnapper. Oh, you, you, t- Again. you went way, way dark on me there. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Again, with the psych, I don't know what this says. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, usually it makes me think. Oh, of- that makes this much more uh, much more terrifying. Yeah. Well, you know, you think about um, the ki- the criminals that do stupid stuff. Like, um, yeah. if, they, if they rob a bank, they sit there and count the money, and then they get busted. Well, this is what I think about. Like, this is the kidnapper actually leaving a review where he can be traced. <laughs> so you're thinking that this guy has kidnapped a woman, <laughs> taken her phone and placed it in one of these bags that he bought from Amazon. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. And I then mean... goes back on Amazon and types in, works perfectly, smiley face. Yes. Block the phone tracking app that was installed on her phone, <laughs> smiley face. Yeah. This is a puts the lotion in the basket situation. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. I can kind of see where you're coming from, but I never would have gone that way with it. Well, it does make it way creepier. And again, the... Well, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but even if the, the rendezvous it's still stuff creepy is creepy, too. Yeah, it's still it's Why still would creepy. you write a review that says her phone? Why? Even if, you, yeah. even if it is her phone, okay, why don't you just say my phone? Let's, let's not go to her phone. 
those smiley faces, this was this is a this is a taunting somebody without them knowing that you're taunting them situation. Yeah. This is this guy is getting feels like he's getting away with something. So it could be kidnapping or, you know, uh, yeah. you know, extramarital affairs or, you know, dating somebody's daughter that you know the parents don't approve of or that kind of situation. Uh-huh. That, yeah. Something like it's that. It's one of those things is is what I get a feeling of. So it's it's all creepy. It's all weird. You definitely took it further than I would have, though. <laughs> I feel like a new segment is coming on. Let's um, really analyze what these Amazon reviews really mean. <laughs> yeah, a psychoanalysis of Amazon reviews and how dark will KJ go with it. <laughs> wow. Uh, that is that all? I, that's probably a good place to end because if I go yeah. any darker, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we we might have to change this to explicit tag on on, on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. We've, 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 so we've potentially hired a hitman through Google and <laughs> checked up on how kidnappers are doing on Amazon. That's, that's a great podcast for you right there. Definitely. <laughs> it's a good place to end. All right, you have anything else? No. All right, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Directed by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Speaking of music and lyrics, have you ever seen it? You know, the one that stars Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant? That lovely romantic comedy? I've never seen it, but I've heard it's good. Produced by Jason Fuse. Production assistant K.J. Onstead. Executive producer is K.J. Onstead. Assistant to the executive producer is Jason Fuse. Costume design by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas. And I love you.